And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, those who wait upon the Lord. It's so tough to do if you are like me, a bit of a control freak. It's a little little difficult to just wait. I'm not a control freak in everything, but in certain things, in certain realms. And then there's these other realms that we kind of all do well in. And I've shared this before. Uh, when we do well, it kind of puts pressure on us because we want to keep doing well. This pressure that we put on ourselves, I know it very well. I've been doing it for the last two and a half to three years just for this uh, for this doctorate. This is not something that necessarily the Lord puts on us. This is what we put on us. And when we do this activity in this controlling capacity, we sap our Christian strength. Uh-oh, that's not a good idea. Next, a sound clip. One of our fills between the segments talks about Jesus changing the atmosphere. It is one of the most essential truths that we need to embrace. The wisdom of the walk is that in order to change the atmosphere, sometimes we need a change of scenery. Sometimes we can be caught up in the middle of the minutia, and then we need to ask the Lord to help us change the picture, perhaps to one that helps us focus on him would be a better picture, and we can get into a better scenario. That sounds about right. And then finally, we're going to use the dynamic application principle to review what can happen to people when the Word of God is preached, taught, or heard. This means that we're not just focusing on the context, which is the most important part of the whole passage, but we're going to review the gem of the truth about spiritual biblical warfare. We're commanded to stay alert because the enemy seeks to steal from us. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavily talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey! We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show. I don't know if it's going to cost you anything. shouldn't, you know, depend, unless you got a really bad plan, I guess, I suppose. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can call us at 972-445-0770. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. When you call 972-445-0770, there's something that happens that's just wonderful because you end up talking to Captain Chris. Can I tell you what that's like? That's like the day after you finished your diet. (laughs) And then you will be...
though, that day after, you're just like, done. What is available for me? <laughs> Who doesn't love that? It's the greatest moment. All right, anyway, that's what it is, talking to Captain Chris. Now, perhaps you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. Not a kvetch. But something you want to share, a praise report that's a blessing for other people, or you have a prayer request and you want to have other people join their faith. We want you to do that too. That's cool. Or you got something and just got a question about something. You know, you just like, what about this? Or how does this work? Or what what goes on here? Now, if it's into the mechanics realm or deep physical surgeries, I am not gonna be able to help you. I'm just telling you. But you know, if it has to do with toaster strudels, I am right there for you. Also, we do trivia. Let's see how we do on this one. This is a classic. True or false? True or false? Fasting had become an act of hypocrisy for some religious leaders in the New Testament times. True or false? Fasting had become an act of hypocrisy for some religious leaders... In New Testament times. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I want to go to prayer for the audience, okay, for physical healing. Because some people are really going through it, and then later in the show, I'm hoping to uh, pray for everybody to be receiving from the Lord. But this is just something for physical uh, people that are struggling for their physical lives right now, physical uh, problems. And September, who's Noel's sister, who have been a big supporter of our show since we started from day one, we want to pray for her because she's going through the going through a tough time. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We thank you for every person in our audience. Of course, Lord, they're just they're great brothers and sisters, and I'm, I'm just proud to be a part of that family, and we're all proud that you are our dad in the best sense uh, we are so thrilled that you are our Heavenly Father. And we lift up September to you, and we lift up the people in our audience, different people who are hurting for different reasons. We've got Ace, and you got Gary, and you got Susie, and you got Deborah. you got different people that are going through massive trials, like uh, some of our closest people. And we are just asking, God, that you would pour your favor into people's hearts and minds, into their circumstance. I've got such a good friend, some weird things happening, and I just ask you just to stand by my friend in that circumstance. Stand by these people. Encourage these people. Love on these people. Protect on these people. You're gracious. You're kind. You're full of mercy. You're compassionate. Be that way for these people in their circumstances and in their health. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay, so we got that. We got that. Uh, I don't do that just to get it out of the way. I do it because it's important, and then at the moment it kind of just kind of overwhelms me. I don't know overwhelm. That, that's probably the right word. It's like when you have Tabasco and you don't realize that you have Tabasco and you think it's ketchup. <laughs> that's a very overwhelming moment, isn't it? I think it is. All right, true or false, fasting had become an act of hypocrisy for some religious leaders in New Testament times. What do you see that next trivia question? That's all I can tell you. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase. 
Isaiah.org. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, which many of you know, uh, but you're thinking, gosh, I, I think I know that, but here's what it says. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. So I love this text, and most of you know this text, and we quote it in churches, and there's some songs about it. But when you break it down from a, from an expository point of view, it's like, are you looking for new strength? I know I'm looking for new strength, I think, every third hour of the day. That lasted three hours. Okay, that lasted two hours. I mean, I need it all the time. And the scripture says, those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. Now, the Hebrew word for wait is quava. quava. It's like quava. Yeah, I guess it's quava. It's not, it's not quite quava. It's quava more than anything. And it means to wait, to look, to hope for, or to expect. That right there, that's a weakness for a lot of Christians. They believe that God loves them. And I believe God loves me. But when we pray, our level of expectation is sometimes in the weaker zone. We pray and then we go, hope so, hope so, hope so. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you may as well go to Vegas and just put it on the numbers. I mean, it's like, you know, that kind of thing is like, you can't do that. Okay? We've got to have an expectation, right? It's not a it's not a gamble. It's waiting on the Lord. It's believing. It's having an expectation he's going to respond to us. And when this when the passage says they will mount up with wings like eagles, mounting up means to get ready. And they're going to get ready. Guess guess why it says this? They're going to get ready to fly. Well, that's almost every almost every person besides being invisible. What is it you want to have a superpower? I want to be able to fly. I want to be able to fly. I mean everybody wants to do that. And why? Because flying is this sense of freedom and it's getting away and above everything and it's like yeah you can't touch me i'm up here <laughs> well that's what the mounting up has to do with so you wait on the lord you gain new strength you're going to mount up with wings like eagles get ready to fly and in the lord we can run and not get a cramp in our side or in our you know or in our leg muscles <laughs> right and we can walk and not need to look for a place to sit down. Like when you go to a park or something, you go, I got to sit down. <laughs> right? You think that's exactly what I'm talking about. When we do this in the Lord, when we wait upon the Lord, he gives us these abilities to sustain. That's what we need. We need to sustain. Okay? All right. Now I'm going to answer the trivia question. And uh, this is setting up the next trivia question, so you have been warned, true or false. Fasting had become an act of hypocrisy for some religious leaders in the New Testament times, and the answer is true. An act of hypocrisy. Boy, if you're going to have an act of hypocrisy, you, better, you should come up with something better than that. Anyway. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he down what is the David Spoon experience? Here is a DDD uh, entitled Custom Eyeglasses Used on Others. 
custom eyeglasses used on others. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 9. So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. Uh, stop. There it is. So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. How do we see people in our lives? Saul saw David through jealous glasses. He put on these glasses. They weren't the ones from the Lord, right? They were glasses that had much more flesh in them, and then everything was tainted. This is what happens to you and I, and let's just do the honest, you know, those honest moments where we put on our glasses regarding regarding some people because almost every time we get a communication from them, there's just something coming that's just low. This is going to be lousy. I haven't even opened it. I'm already dreading it, right? Have you ever gone through that, right? Or every time this person texts me, I'm not smiling after I read it or something along those lines. And it could be somebody who, you know, has got a spirit of complaining. It could be somebody that's got a, a spirit of pride. It could be any of those things, right? And you're just like going, oy vey, right? But you're not saying it much, but you know how you're seeing it. And that's custom glasses. You've already put the glasses on. You've already determined how it's going to be. You're already seeing it through that slant. It's not that they've never done anything. It's just that you and I tend to stay in those zones and see people that way. And so no matter what was going to happen with Saul and King Saul and David, David was going to impute evil motives to Saul's actions. I've gone through this with a professor. I'm just confessing. Right. I had a professor uh, before we started the radio show and my buddy in the in the process was a pastor, was my like a schoolmate. And he would write me and go, what's why does she, you know, jump on you like that? I mean, he was asking me. Right. And I'm like, every time this <laughs> statement, I, I just and I just and instead of having any kind of change of heart or mercy, I was I was mad. But my anger did not work the righteousness of God. And sometimes people do that because of other reasons. It's not because of you. And we need to do a better job of not wearing custom glasses where we see the downside on people. So the question to ask is what kind of glasses do we use with others? And are those glasses approved prescription glasses from God? On Christ the solid. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where obviously I don't have the same level of energy I used to have. <laughs> All right, here's your trivia question. True or false? Oh, you know what? You better play the horn. Ooh, didn't think about that. True or false, there is no record that Jesus ever fasted. True or false. Okay. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 
214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So by way of encouragement, I just want to share this one thing with you, and then we'll do the jokes. So uh, after I finished my material, uh, after I did my, the oral examination and was so, so, so blessed. I mean, it was, I was really, I got to tell you, just to be honest, I was super, super, super like, wow. He wrote a super nice note. I was just like, wow, wow, right? Okay. After I did that, so you have to go through, I had to you know, do these other posts that if you heard the sound clip he mentioned, you, you make sure to do those other things. I already did those. And then you have to fill out your application to get the graduation. You have to, like, do this uh, application thing. And uh, it's not complex, super easy, da-da-da-da, click, 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 click. And then it says, okay, uh, when this gets approved, which uh, it said all indicators will be, you, you will have to pay a $100 fee. So you have to understand how Noel and I roll, okay? $100, that's a great price if her and I can take a trip around the world. Uh, so we don't, we don't roll the way that other people roll. I mean, we're just like, you know, is it six for one? Because three for one just won't do, you know, kind of attitude. And uh, so I, you know, just it's not that we didn't have it. It's just like we just, I just looked at her and said, you know, it's just incredible. We won't discuss any of the other financial aspects other than I just looked at her and, you know, kind of said, you know, we just, you know, we'll, we'll have to, you know, we'll find it. It's not, not a problem. On the way to, to work, to the studio. I get a text from the school that $100 has been credited to me from the books that I didn't finish purchasing throughout the throughout the period. I'm like going, no way. <laughs> it's just like, you need 100 bucks to graduate. I'm looking at Noel like, I just can't believe they're even asking me for a penny. And then 100 bucks comes our way. Exactly. Right? And so I got to pay it in a week and a half. It comes in five days. It's just like, don't tell me. That is like, oh, that's just cool. Isn't that cool? I just like, I was just so happy. All right. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you? I'm doing well, Gary. Thank you for asking. I do That's appreciate good. you asking. I, I do. And this is, I, I have a big mountain that is slowly falling off my shoulders. Kind of That's nice. good. Yes. Amen, brother. It is. It is. All right. Here you go. True or false, there is no record that Jesus ever fasted. True or false? That is false because he did fast for 40 days. That is correct, sir! <laughs> And a lot of people will miss that. Everybody did a great job on that. A lot of people will miss that because they forget that he went through that 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. They just think, oh, he went out in the wilderness. Like, yeah, fasting. Hello? You know, that was like the whole thing. Excellent job. And it's really important to understand that if Jesus illustrated that and the disciples illustrated that, probably we should all at least try a little bit to do that ourselves. Great job, Gary. Well, I've been praying for you. I just prayed for all of you, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. The Lord uh, bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Great job by Gary. Uh, we're getting ready to do the uh, teaching, but I still have a little time because I've been pushing our accelerated pace. How am I doing? I'm pushing it pretty good. I was just, eh, okay. Am I talking too fast? Am I talking too fast? Okay. Here you go. Let's see if you guys can appreciate this. This first one is okay. 
The second one is really funny. The third one's just hysterical if you understand why it's hysterical. The first one, my my boy asked the boss, do you believe in life after death? Yes, sir. Then that makes everything just fine, his employer continued tenderly, because about an hour after you left yesterday to attend your grandfather's funeral, he came in to see you. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now watch this one, right? All right? A children's church teacher was trying to impress his class with the concept of kindness to all of God's creatures. For example, he said, if I were to stop a man from beating his mule, what virtue would I be exhibiting? A young boy lifted up his hand and said, brotherly love? <laughs> Come on, that's that good. And then this is a little more secular, but still funny, so just bear with it. A gambler passes away. The funeral was well attended by his professional friends. In the eulogy, the minister asserted, Spike is not dead. He only sleeps. From the rear of the chapel came the interrupting words, I got a hundred bucks that says he's dead. <laughs> All right, if you're not laughing, look for a pulse. Okay, here we go. Uh, anything else we got to cover on that? Nope, nope, nope. That was a pretty good one. I like that. 100 bucks says he's dead. All right, uh, change of scenery. Okay, this is called a change of scenery. 2 Kings 25, 27 through 29. On the 27th day of the 12th month of the 37th year, oh my goodness, there's a lot of timing there, uh, of the exiles of Judah's king Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, uh, king of Babylon in the year he became king pardoned the king of Judah and released him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and set his throne over the thrones of the kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim changed his prison clothes and he dined regularly in the presence of the king of Babylon for the rest of his life. So I want to talk about this because I want to make sure you understand what I'm trying to communicate. And if I fail to do that, I apologize. But in this situation, we had King Jehoiakim, who is um, a king, and he's you know, taken captive, and things are terrible, and it's not going well. So if you're one of those people that has a lot of stuff going on, and it's terrible, and it's not going well, this really applies to you. What you need to do if you're in that p position is to petition that the Lord may change your scenario from what you're seeing. In other words, when Jesus said, uh, everybody get out, we're gonna, I'm going to pray, he changed the atmosphere, sometimes you need a change of atmosphere. You need a change of location or you need a change of your uh, current situation or perhaps even a change of the certain levels of influence that are in your life in order to get away from the prison stuff and to be able to be put into a new place with a change of clothes dining with the king, have people speak friendly to you. In other words, sometimes we put ourselves right back in the same circumstance by continuing to plow into places that are killing us. And it's just like, stop doing that. And I'm not telling you, don't see your friends, don't see your family. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying you should know enough. I'm not, and I'm not trying to be rude. You're old enough and wise enough to know these things are not helping me. And if they're not helping you, stop doing them. Okay. You know the you know the the old joke where the guy goes, you know, I got a pain, I got a pain right here every time I touch it. You know what the doctor said? Don't touch it. <laughs> Stop doing that. In other words, there's times in your life where you gotta go, I gotta change it. This is this has gotta go better. And the reason that I use Joykin is because his whole situation, he didn't wasn't the greatest guy or anything, but 
God granted him a change of clothing, a change of dining, a change of uh, people that he engaged with, and that, and he got that for the rest of his life. Sometimes you need a change. And I, I know it's it's terrible to say that, but sometimes uh, I got to be careful saying this. Sometimes the people that are dragging you down should not get all the time in the world. How about that? Is that a nice way to say that? It's kind of a, a fair way to say it. It doesn't mean you 86 them. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't care for them. But I got a message. I'll tell you right now. If you listen to the show and it drags you down, stop listening. Why would you? Why would you? Stop it. Right? You know that. I know that. And you need to pray and ask the Lord to help you through that. And I'm not trying to psychoanalyze. Dr. Dave trying to psychoanalyze. No, I'm not. I know well enough, just like you do, that sometimes we put ourselves in situations with family, friends, and other people that continually drain us. And it's just like, okay, we'll limit that. You 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 have this amazing thing. You have two legs, and you can <laughs> change the scenario. And I think it's important for you to understand that that's okay, especially if it's dragging you down spiritually or oppressing you spiritually. You know, we had Noel and I have, uh, and we got this thing going on now, where we uh, watch shows for a while. We watch, you know, we're pretty media people. We don't really. It, most things don't bug us, okay? But we did notice that we were watching a lot of these more, you know, murder shows and crime shows and so on and so forth. And then we noticed that there just seemed to be this sense of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not darkness, but just kind of cloudy, or just it just kind of seemed like the atmosphere was a little like, you know. That's when we decided, yeah, we'll watch Petticoat Junction. We'll watch. We'll watch Green Acres. We'll watch. Why? Because we'll watch Gilligan's Island. Why? Well, first of all, they're funny. And second of all, they don't depress. Who gets depressed by watching Gilligan's Island? If you get depressed watching that, you probably should not watch TV at all. But um, and Beverly Hillbillies. Don't listen to a story about a man named John. It's hilarious, right? Don't do things or put yourself in situations or go to places or maintain high levels of interaction with people that are sucking the life out of you. How about that? That's honest. Right? You can love them, but you don't have to spend every moment with them. Okay? All right. There you go. All right. We're going to have to comment to Eric. He's got a comment about Gilligan's Island. We'll get back to that. All right. We'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. 
or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's, he's, he's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I, I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and All I could think of was Jesus wept. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. As we get ready for our next trivia question, here we go. Where were the Israelites when they complained to Moses? Why did you bring us out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs or grapevines or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. And I'm just going to say, if you guys don't get that, I'm, I'm going to get sad. I'm going to be sad. Sad, Dr. Dave. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483 as well. You can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. We will send you up to the website to understand uh, a couple of important things. One, the brochures are on there. We'll be glad to send them to you for free. You pass them out to people. You never have to worry about passing them out if you're not comfortable. It's just if you come across them and you think, oh, I think they might like that, then you give it to them. If not, don't do anything. We don't tell you to do it. There's no quota, nothing like that. That's kind of weird. We just try to now, you know, walk it together. And then uh, number two, money. And money is important. Now we're starting to get a little bit of a pickup, and that's good. We just need that pickup to go for about the next two weeks before we have to sell a pickup. Get it? <laughs> anyway, go to hemustincrease.org. 
prayer request? Hemusincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemusincrease.org. Hemusincrease.org. <laughs> defy anybody to tell me who's doing that many sound effects on a live Christian interactive radio show. I just want to say that right now. Those, those are brilliant, by the way. I just want to point out. They're bri- They're not even funny. They're brilliant. And if you don't understand why, you probably won't get this trivia question right. Uh, here's the trivia question again. Where were the Israelites when they complained to Mo? Why'd you bring us out of the Egypt, out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. A lot of whining over there. Uh, 972-445-0770 if you want to call in. 214-210-8483 to text. And then David at he must org. We will now go to history. Let's go All right, here we go. Uh, it's tapioca pudding day. Okay. Pudding, any kind of pudding, though. I mean, I would be supportive of that. It's be a dork day. I don't even know what that means. I'm always, I'm always that way. Uh, it's cow appreciation day. You're supposed to go out and give a cow a hug. I feel the best way to give a cow a hug is to put it right inside my belly so I can rub it right when it's in my stomach. Just go, mm, good cow. All right, anyway, uh, people are like, oh, that's offensive. No, I can tell you offensive, but that ain't it. Uh, national Hot Dog Day, okay, only if it's a Hebrew national. Sorry, it's got to be, doesn't have to be Hebrew national. It's just, it's, you know, but they do answer to a higher authority, you know, so, okay. And then it's a Gummy Worm Day. <laughs> okay. Uh, today, 1957, the Edsel was introduced. <laughs> could be a tough day for some people. Uh, in spite of the fact that Disney has become nutsy cuckoo, on this day in 2005, uh, the Disneyland opened Space Mountain, uh, reopened Space Mountain or something like that when it was closed for like forever today. Uh, and then this one I thought was super important, so I saved it for last. And I will tell you what happened to me. 1988, Die Hard opened in theaters starring Bruce Willis. So I go to this movie. I'm just telling you what happened. Don't blah, 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 blah. I go to this movie. I buy Junior Mint's popcorn and a soda. I sit down. There are five people in the entire movie theater. We are laughing with one another. You think I'm kidding? We are laughing going, this is going to be so bad. This is going to be so bad. Right? We all, all of us, we were like laughing. Okay. Right? Uh, when the movie was over, I still had all my Junior Mint's, my popcorn, and my soda. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. It was like, that was, come on. And then I was like, you know. Five feet from the screen, and then watching that movie, I was like, "Wow, okay, just sharing that, yeah, no big deal." All right. Trivia question: Do you like that? That's a good story. 
Uh, what was this trivia question? Uh, where were the Israelites when they complained to Moses? Why'd you bring us out to Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain, no figs, grapevine, or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. Again, if you think you know, uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-483 is the text. And then David at hemusincrease.org. Okay. This is the kind of text I'm going to teach that I am telling you. I'm going to do two in a row. And I am telling you so that you know, so that nobody's confused or nothing's going on. This text has uh, often has a very important need to have the fullness of the text, the beginning, the middle, and the end uh, driven into it. In other words, you need to understand that context of a passage has to do with how it starts, what happens, how it ends. And then you also need to understand what led up to that and what follows that. Okay, that's context. So now you know, oh, that's how they do context. Yes, that's how they do it. Just that easy. But there are certain certain elements or gems in certain scriptures that speak volumes to us that we are also enabled to concentrate on that help us get a better understanding of various elements. These two things that I'm going to talk about are part of that. These are about the parable uh, on the sower and the word, the seed, and so on and so forth. So I'm going to pick it up in Luke chapter 8, verse 11 through 12. It says this, Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. The one along the path, the ones along the path, are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart, so they may not believe and be saved. This is Jesus explaining the parable. So why that's important is because people do not understand often that Satan comes and snatches the word of God out of people's hearts. And so you have a group of, uh, I can't even say theologians because that would be such an insult. You have a group of people that are like, well, he's being like symbolic here. It's like he's explaining it. This is the last place he's going to be symbolic. It is specific right here. I am explaining this parable to you because you guys do not understand A plus B equals C. So I'm going to help you. So he tells them, okay, the seed is the word of God. What's the seed? The seed is the word of God. Got it. There's nothing more to that. The ones along the path are those who have heard it. Oh, these are people that hear, right? So if, we're going to pick it up from there. So he's explaining the parable. A parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or a spiritual lesson, and he's explaining that. The seed, the word of God, that can be from a church. It can be from witnessing. It can be Bible reading. It can be radio. It can be TV where the word is presented. It can be tracks. It can be wherever the word is. The word is sowed. It's like it's thrown out there. Here's Here's the word. Here's the word. Along the pathers are those who hear it, but Satan takes the word away from them. So you just got to think, what do you mean he takes the word away from them? And Jesus makes it clear what, what happens throughout his other teachings, but he, he's, he's very clear why Satan is enabled to take the word away from people. Because when they hear the word, get ready, they do not accept it by faith and believe it, so it just sits there and Satan takes it. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a word, sure, that's cool. I like purple too. <laughs> Out! <laughs> 
words, if the word stays in them, it has the ability to affect and impact them. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But they're not going to receive that. They don't care about it. They leave it open to be snatched. And that's what it does. They don't say yes. They don't yield. They don't surrender. Now, you know where this is heading, don't you? That's for unbelievers. Then there's a problem that we have for believers. We're going to get to that in the next explanation. But this is for people you can't figure out why do they never understand when we tell them the word, we say it to them, and in their brain they just go, Ooh, I can't process, Ooh, I can't process, because Satan snatches it away from them because they don't accept. And if you leave the word of God in somebody and it's untouched, he'll take it. And you think, well, why don't they believe? Well, that's a little deeper question. <laughs> just going to be honest with you. But the reality is that if a person does not engage with the Word of God, surrender to the Word of God, believe the Word of God, yield to the Word of God, respond to the Word of God, they are open for that Word to be stolen. And if you think Satan's going to sit around going, yeah, just let the Word hang out, who cares? He's been perverting the Word since Adam and Eve. You think if he has an ability to take it from somebody, he's going to do it? You betcha. And so sometimes you'll witness to family and you'll talk to people. I know people hate when I say that, but that's the truth. Having a Jewish family, I trust me, this is the way it goes. <laughs> it's like sometimes they will just go, eh, eh. guess what? That word's not going to stay with them. That seed is going to be removed. Now, we can sow that seed again. We can pray that they'll have better you know, soil. We can do all those things, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But do not misunderstand. Jesus makes it very clear that the, get, the devil comes and takes the word away from their hearts. And people are like, oh, Satan's not around. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's why all those people still don't believe. See, see. Take a break and come back and get to this last portion, which has to do with how we function in it. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. By the way, the answer to the trivia is in the desert. In the desert. Okay, we'll be right back. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. And that hope that is offered to us is something that's supposed to greatly encourage us. Uh, Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Through the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by faith in the testimony of God, you can live forever. That hope is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. 
If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried, and three days later he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, you will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong, but you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability. That there is some, there is some strength. And you can't be like those people that have no hope. They have, they're, they're, oh, all there is is this life and there's nothing else. That's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left. But they're going to die and face God. And he's going to ask regarding his, his account that he's given in relationship to Jesus Christ. And they're going to have to answer. And if they have rejected, then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. If Jesus was Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. I'm going to give a shout-out to Annika and Neil. She's, she just sent me a, a text a little bit ago about she's still working on something that I had uh, talked about. I think that's so important for people to understand that when you hear, not just on this show, but when you hear a message like from your pastor or you hear something uh, on uh, television, the radio, or wherever, you know, whatever it is, and it's a message that uh, has to do with the Lord and it uh, tugs at you or speaks to you or whatever the case may be, that's not often, oftentimes, that's not the end. That's just the Lord working it into your system piece by piece. There was a pastor three years before I did the the doctor, actually two years ago, as I think as I just started, now that I'm thinking about it, he said one word in his message about a doctorate. And I've I've stuck with that the whole I know it sounds crazy, right? It sounds like bizarre. But he said he mentioned that he had a doctorate, and then he stopped and he goes, and earned doctorate, which is, I know exactly what he's talking about because, you know, they give out doctorates like, you know, M&Ms and stuff like that. And it's just like, I just really appreciated that because he went through every ounce of, you know, the stuff I went through. And it's hard, it, it has its moments. Believe me, it has its moments. Uh, but if you have a wife like Noel, you either finish or you walk funny. Uh, anyhow, let's get to the trivia question. Who said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food? Who said that? Ah, 
If you think you know the answer, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also, that's the call-in number, you can text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase David at he must increase dot org. I have to think about my own email. <laughs> I can remember complex theory structures in regards to you know eschatological dispensationalism and what. What's my email? Okay. <laughs> those are those are. <laughs> Tough right there. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question and get me out of this? That's great. Uh, let's send him through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you, sir? I'm great. I hope you're more better. I'm doing really good. I must confess. Somewhat of a mountain off of my back. So, yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you, sir. You ready for the trivia? Always. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm always ready, Dave. Here we go. Who said I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food? I think that's what God told Adam in the Garden of Eden, except... That is don't correct! Don't eat of fruit and good and evil. That is correct, Amundo! You are a genius. You are a scholar and a gen- you're a scholar and a gentleman and the only one left. No, no, that's great job. <laughs> <laughs> great job, Will. That was really, really good. And that's important because God's the one that gave the food. It's like, there you go, there's the food. The Lord taking care of you right there. Yep. Amen. Great job, bro. Yes, sir. You have a blessed weekend. All right, thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right. <laughs> We do have fun. That's super okay. All right. Now, now you know I just taught about that thing about Satan taking the word out, right? Okay. So, you know, that's not you guys. I mean, I mean, I'm just being honest. You're listening to the radio show. It's like it's not really you guys. You're that's not you. Okay. Uh, here, here we are. <laughs> Let's see what it says next. Luke 8:14. But as for the we as for uh, what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. <sighs> Listen to that. Okay, I don't want you to I just and we'll, we'll we have a caller. Do they have a comment question? Comment? Yeah. Okay. Because I want to. We're going to come back to this, but I want you to hear what he's saying. There's seed that falls among thorns. That's those who hear. Okay, we hear the word of God. I hear it. I hear what he's saying. And then we go on our way, but the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life make it so it never grows up in us. Okay, now you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's lots closer. (laughs) That's not Satan stealing the seed. That's us crushing the seed because, you know, there's so much going on. All right, we'll we'll stop here, take our break, take our caller, and then we'll come back and close it out. So let's go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. David Spoon. This is Joy Ann. Hi, Joy Ann. How are you? 
congratulations. I just had to get that in today. Congratulations. We're so happy and proud for you. Thank you. And Cordelia wants to say the same. Okay. Congratulations, Dr. David. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, Cordelia. <laughs> That's so sweet. You. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. You're so precious. I oh, love it. We we love everything you're doing. And last night I was telling a friend something you said, like an offhand comment yesterday, like about when you're having some troubles and sorrows in life you just invest in other people and you just get lost in doing the lord's work and that's so comforting and she's a recent widow and i've had sorrow in my marriage so we were talking about that so that comment that you made was so rich everything you share is doing something it's the seed is going out so thank you we love you and bless you dr david spoon (laughs) thank you so much ladies you are fantastic You're welcome. Have right. a great weekend. Sleep okay. in. Yes, absolutely. That is <laughs> that is the plan. <laughs> Amen. Oh, all right. Take care of yourself. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. How sweet is that, right? I mean, that's just so sweet, okay? Uh, Joanna and Cordelia are just wonderful people. I mean, all I got so many close I mean, you know, if I need something, if I need Eric to j- jump on a prayer, I just test him. He's praying. I just like, I love stuff like this, right? This is... Wait, wait, this is this is like the Christian faith. Oh, okay. That's actually what I got to tell the professor. I'm going to go back to this, but I was able to tell him we do something that I haven't seen a lot on a lot of Christian radio uh, shows. He says, what's that? I said, we care about one another. And even at a distance, which tells you so much about the power of the Lord, right? Okay. All right. So let me go back to this because I don't want you to miss this. It's really important. I don't want you to feel guilty. I just want you to be aware. Okay? Not looking for guilt. We're looking for awareness here, right? And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by the cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. So this is not people that don't accept the fruit or accept the word, so to speak, but there's so much going on, it gets choked. Right. So people that like this are paying attention to their immediate cares or their life might be centered around riches or and let's just be honest, it might be centered around pleasures, which most of the time has to do with sex or something along those lines. It's like it's it's those things that drowned out the maturity of the word because they're hearing it and they believe it. And they know it's true, but they're just letting all the other things in life rise so high that it reduces the ability for the word to make the impact. This is the very problem that happened with with Adam and Eve. With with the, they they were just like all of a sudden instead of being content with what they had in the Lord they had this notion given to them and they bought into the lie which we should understand it was a lie that oh you can be just like God why do you want to just be happy and satisfied and completely at peace you can be like God and that lie turned into a rip their lives apart thing and it's just like wow number one they should not have responded to that. And number two, they were so focused on pleasures, riches, and so on, they lost it. Right? Don't touch this. You can touch one through a thousand. But a thousand and one and a thousand and two, don't touch those. Okay. And then so Satan comes along. Ah, he just doesn't want you to be like him. Touch him. Touch him. It's just like, Wow. Oh, that's riches. Oh, that's pleasure. That's the problem. 
And when that happens, it makes the word of God of no effect. We tend to be more like that. I'm not having this conversation about is this soteriology or when we're talking about the Erdos Lewis and these people say, we're not talking about it. We're talking about letting things in life rob the fruit of the word because we're so impassioned or focused on these cares or on the riches or on the pleasures that nothing comes to fruition of a maturity sense from the word of God. Don't do that. This is the same thing we said. You know, it, we used to do this. Well, I did this before. I haven't done this a lot with you guys. Uh, so when we say don't do something and then, you know, you, people are doing it and they shouldn't be doing it, you do this. Bad dog. Bad dog. Don't do that. In other words, I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's like stop it. And those some of the things you can stop. These are decisions that we can make. God didn't make you powerless, right? You have everything you need. Do you use everything you need? Aha! Aha! Okay, all right. Fun show, right? A lot of fun. All right. You don't ever have to call me doctor if you don't want to. Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay. It's the old Yiddish line. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're taking a 94-and-a-half-hour break, and then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity as the pink ping-pong balls fly. God bless. Broken hearts don't die, they just grow. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.